Welcome to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast, where we believe that healthy cash flow is critical for your IT business. Automation is paramount in building trust with your clients by looking professional will help grow your business. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, and today you'll learn about some profound struggles related to owning and growing an IT business and how Will Nobles from Vector Choice overcame them. Be honest to your clients, be honest to your vendors. There is going to be times in your business career that oh, I don't know if I can make that payment. Don't stick your head in the sand. Talk to them. Because if you talk to a vendor, they are understanding. If you put your head in the sand and not return emails and not return phone calls, they're going to have a problem with you. Here's the podcast with Will. Well, Will, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to uh, join us here today on the Confessions of a IT Business Owners uh, podcast and really looking forward to digging in, learning more about you, learning more about your experience in your business, how you serve customers today and and all of it. The good, bad, the ugly. That's what we're going to dig into today, man. Good. Thanks for having me. Well, to kick things off, let's get some of the, uh, let's get some of the basics out of the way. Um, sure. Tell us uh, just about your business from a 100,000 foot view and then where people can find you online. Sure. So my name is Will Nobles. I'm the uh, founder CEO of Vector Choice Technology Solutions. We are actually uh, based out of Atlanta, Georgia. We have four offices. We have Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Eastern North Carolina, and DC. Uh, so we have four offices. We have clients in about 17 states and two other countries. Um, our journey started in 2008, uh, where uh, I started as an MSP at that point. Uh, and grew the business. I was a single man shop. Uh, my background, I actually was doing a lot of uh, large consulting for Fortune 500 companies and stuff and decided I saw a need for the medium and small business world and 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 figured to jump in and, and join the MSP community. And so I start, I didn't start out break fix. I started out straight as MSP. And, wow, and grew nice. there. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so you had mentioned a little bit about, you know, you doing consulting for large firms. Um, was there... Was there a point beyond that background where you said, I'm spinning up my own gig, I'm starting my own company? Like, I think every story of any business owner, it, it's sometimes it's not ideal. Oh, when am I going to start a company? So I actually was doing the consulting, left the consulting, actually take a VP of uh, technology uh, job at a mortgage company. And we had about 900 employees. Uh, we had three locations across the U.S., and, um, and I did that for about two and a half years. And, and then in 2007, when the mortgages industry blew up, um, uh, I saw myself laying off a whole bunch of, uh, engineers and technicians and, and, um, and eventually we shut the doors and I ended up with one besides the CFO and CEO. I was one of the last ones out the door. And, uh, and so in 2007, I said, you know what? I already had a business plan written. I wanted, I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted the management experience while I went from consulting to management. And I said, you know what time, it's not the best time in the world to do it, but I'm going to go do it. And it ended up being a great time, even though the economy was bad. Uh, it was great because everybody was trying to outsource, get rid of their staff, get rid of it. So it was actually good for me to get started. I didn't have any debt, anything to get started uh, with. And so we got started 2007 incorporated in 2008. Sure. Cool. Now the, the catalyst for, getting into your business um, sounds like it was pretty pointed, right? You, you knew what you wanted to do and, and timing was perfect within your career to make that happen. Um, what are, what are the whys today? Obviously it's 11, 
you know, going on 12 years later, um, what, what are the passions inside of the, the, inside of yourself and inside of the business um, that keep you going and, and growing? And have there been any, any major paradigm shifts for you as a, as a business owner in terms of business passion? Sure, absolutely. I'll start out with, uh, so we started out uh, as the company being uh, Vapor Services Corporation, uh, like vaping, e-cigarettes. Well, yeah. My, my concept in my mind was, oh, I'm going to uh, cloud computing. So that's what I was going to focus on. That's when cloud computing was really getting really hot. And I said, vapor makes sense. Cloud. Yep. That was bad. And when uh, e-cigarettes and uh, vaping came along. <laughs> right. So about three and a half years, four, four years ago now, we changed our uh, name to Vector Choice. Um, okay. And so that was a big change, uh, um, and not just starting a company, but in midstream trying to rebrand at the same time. That was a whole learning experience in itself. Uh, you know, owning a business or starting a business, it's not the glamour everybody thinks. Uh, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I, I can make my own schedule. Uh, I can go on vacation when I want. Uh, not for the first five years. No, <laughs> um, you are working for the man and, and still in a way, um, if you, if you bust your butt and, and, and work hard to do it, yes, you can start taking vacations. I'm uh, in three weeks. I'm going, me and my wife is going to Aruba for seven days and, and I've got a team now that takes care of everything for me while I'm gone. So I won't get any phone calls. So right. it, it's, it, it's not the glamour um, and it's a lot of stress. That's where all the gray hair comes from, um, that and kids. Uh, but it, it's, it's a great experience, um, but it's not the, uh, uh, for the light of heart, by no means. We end up doing a, a, a lot of speaking to students, whether it's the colleges in the area or even high school students, you know, coming into our facility. And um, the concept that a lot of times I think the young people don't understand is, um, there are times when you start your business, you're actually paying to do a job. You're not getting paid. You are actually paying to work. You're not getting paid to work. Um, wrapping their mind around that concept can be interesting. That, that, that first year um, and, and sometimes the first two years, you, uh, you look at your paycheck and it's like, why am I doing this? It's insane. <laughs> I could go work for someone and make triple as what I'm, I paid myself. It, it's it's not a get rich quick. Owning a business is not a get, get rich quick scheme by no means. It right. is hard work, dedication, and you look, you have to be a future. You have to look in the future of what benefit it's going to give you in the future as a business owner. Well, I think that's um, really good encouragement, you know, for those individuals that are just starting out that are listening to this uh, podcast and, and watching with us. Um, the pain is normal. Stay the course. It gets better. I get, that really leads me into a couple, what, what are, what are some of the, any specific struggles that, you know, that question or that conversation brings you back to that were like a, a make or break point inside of your business that you could share with us? Yeah. I mean, and, and running, running a business and, and starting a business, you, you think everything has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be get a business card, get a website up, uh, do the basics, the least get started. Don't go blow a lot of money. You know, in my mind, when I started a business, Oh, I've got to have a nice car because I'm going to be driving clients around. And I went and bought a Mercedes. Right. Um, and I never drove a client around, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I have to have a big, right. nice office, flashy office as a managed services company. People really never come to your office. Uh, you're going to their office. So it was a lot of mistakes along the way that we made, um, that if I had to go do it again, I would not make, or if I started another company, um, and I have, 
I don't yeah. make those uh, mistakes. Um, you know, don't have all your eggs in one basket uh, from a standpoint. Uh, it was probably 2010 or 11 area, I believe. Um, we had a, a lot of our clients, uh, large clients, but not a lot of medium and small clients. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I lost 60% of my business uh, that year. Um, and it wasn't anything we did wrong. It was right. the economy. We right. had, three, and, and when I say 60% of my business, that was revenue and it was three clients. <laughs> right. Um, and one of them uh, went out of business. One of them merged um, with another company and one of them sold to another company. So we ended up getting pushed out uh, with, with that. So diversify your clients, um, you know, from medium, small, big, and then we have mega clients, what we consider mega. And when we're going after clientele, balance that out. When you're in your sales process, make sure you have a good pipeline of different size clients because it, can, it don't, you, you don't want one client to tank you um, by no means. No, that's great advice. How about some of the wins? Um, you know, any, any big milestones where, you know, you'd cross the threshold in terms of um, client count, revenue count, you know, what are the things that uh, um, you can say help put your, put your flag in the sand and, and, and stabilized your business on your entrepreneurial path? I think one of the hardest things uh, was to get past a million dollars as MSP um, in, in a year. Uh, once you get past that, uh, you're like, okay, great. I, I'm sort of getting established. Uh, then you hit the, and then it's hard to get this to 2 million. Um, and then 2 million, it's like, okay, now things are starting to run on its own. And I got managers to take care of stuff and I don't feel like I'm in the grind every day. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, we look at the 3 million, 5 million, 10 million mark, uh, as you grow your MSP and, and we're not at the 10 million by no means, but getting there, there's, there's key markers that I've seen of other MSPs where it's sort of, they get that 3 million, then also boom, getting to 5 million is easy. Um, yes. and then getting yeah. five million, getting the 10 million is easy. So it's, it's, it's always a step and it's always changed. Don't think that you did the same thing that you, you did when you started the company at a million that you're going to do at 3 million. Um, and the processes are different. Uh, the staff might have to change. You have to find the right people to lead your company. So now you start leading a company and not working in the business. Uh, you're actually working on the business. So I, I spend, I spend most of my time today working on the business. Then I do close. I'll probably do 10% of my time. If that working in the business at this point, was that a tough transition for you or is that something that you learned well, um, in the corporate world? Uh, it was a tough transition because it's, it's the, it's your baby and you don't right. want to let go. Um, and, and I still challenge, I mean, my managers say, Will, I got this. Get out. Uh, uh, get out. Leave me alone. Uh, so I still struggle with it. And I think any business owner is going to, but it is a transition and it's, it's setting back, getting the right team and trusting that they're going to take care of your business like you do. If they don't, you've got to replace them. You've got to find someone that's got the best interest in the company at heart um, and, and find a good team. That's building a good team is probably the biggest than being an owner or learning financials or, or dealing with clients building the right team uh, around you is, is key. Yeah, that is, that is uh, obviously critical. Leverage is really the only way you grow the business, right? Whether that's in-sourced, outsourced, it's, it's great advice. Um, question for you. This is more on the personal side. Um, did you have a family when you made that transition? Um, yeah, I actually, so 
I was getting married. Uh, so the mortgage company went out of business uh, in uh, Friday the 13th, April, Friday the 13th in 07. Yep. Uh, you don't say. <laughs> what, what a nightmare. And I was getting married, and I hate to say it, I don't remember, but either June or July. Uh, we'll say June or July that year. Yep. And so I was getting married. So I was going into, I'm losing my job, um, per se. I'm starting a business, and I'm starting a new marriage um, all at once. Um, it cost me my first marriage. Um, it cost that marriage. Um, I am remarried. Um, I've got three kids, uh, two and a half, three and a half, and nine. Um, but it, uh, it can take a toll on you personally, um, in your personal life, it, with your friends, with your family, because you start running out of having, you know, that, that, that when the people talk about, um, a balanced life, you don't have a balanced life the first couple of years of business. Um, it, it's until later, um, after really after five years, you start getting that balance back and you've personally, you've burnt some bridges and not intentionally right. the first five years. And it, it, it's because people don't understand why do you do it? Um, when I lost those clients, uh, uh, that year, people were like, you need to get your resume ready. You need to go and get a job and uh, you, you got a family to support. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Probably so. But the hunger in me said, I can do this. And, and every day that I wake up, it's, there's challenges. No matter how big you are or, or where you get in life, there's a challenge. So it's getting past that challenge every single day and, and, and fighting through that. Because uh, it doesn't get easier. But it, 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 it's not easier. I think you just handle it better. Right, right. Yep. And the problems change, right? And you have more people to help yeah. elevate yeah. than... Yeah. Before it's like, am I going to get a paycheck? And then, then it's, Oh, now I've got a whole bunch of employees and I've got personalities and I've got HR and I've got, Oh, I've got to make payroll every two weeks. And when you're an employee, two weeks don't come fast enough. When you're an employer, two weeks come very fast. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, one thing that you hit on there, which I think, you know, I'm, I'm completely going off script now. You've, you've given me so much great information. I'm just asking questions. Uh, Not a problem. In, being just super interested because I think it's stuff that I hear all the time. And this is specifically related to HR. At what point inside of your organization did you say, this needs to be, uh, do you have an official person in the business? Do you outsource it? How, how do you guys deal with HR personally? And at what point did it become mission critical for your organization? So it's always been a joke in our company. We, we don't need HR and I would probably be one of the first ones fired if we had HR. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, all, all kidding aside, uh, we actually put a handbook in place probably four years in. And again, it depends on how fast you grow and how many employees you have. And it's live and learn, right? Uh, you hire an employee that for some reason he thinks getting a beer out of the refrigerator at 11 o'clock is okay. <laughs> where we only supposed to have beer Friday after four o'clock on Fridays. Right. Um, uh, you know, so it's, it's those things that hit you like common sense. And when, when you start having to question some of the common sense of some employees um, and that employee's not with us anymore, but it right. happens. Right. Uh, it, and when you start seeing things happen, it's like, Ugh, I need this. Ooh, I need this. So I, I would say there's, it depends on how fast you grow and how many employees you have. And, and when you really need HR, uh, we outsource our HR still. Um, so we have a outsource payroll. We do outsource HR and, um, and they actually, we have an internal person that handles like new hire packet and, and all the forms that fill out. 
But yeah. if we have an HR issue, they help us with our handbook each year. Uh, if we have to let someone go, they help us through that process. Uh, so it all depends on the employee size, really. But uh, we we still outsource, and I don't know, I, I don't know if I'll ever bring HR in house. Yeah. Right, right. Now that that makes a lot of sense. Hey guys, Ryan Goodman here, president at Connect Booster, and your host for this fine podcast. We want to take a quick break from our episode and thank you for listening. We wouldn't do this if it weren't for you, so thank you for sticking with us on this adventure. We also want to thank Will for joining us on today's episode. You can find out more about Will and Vector Choice at VectorChoice.com. Will has given us a lot of fantastic information about his struggles and successes with owning an IT business. There's a lot more coming after this break. If you want to learn more about Vector Choice and their services, give them a call, send an email, throw a carrier pigeon if you have to. They want to help you out. Before we get back to the episode, we want to let you know all the ways that you can find us online, starting with connectbooster.com slash podcast. That's where all our new episodes go up first. So if you want to listen right away, check out connectbooster.com slash podcast and sign up for our podcast email list. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google as well. So subscribe to our channel or find us on your favorite podcast platform, and they'll let you know when new episodes are ready to listen to. If you want to connect with us or be a guest on this podcast, email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter and we'll point you in the right direction. Lastly, if you like the podcast, tweet about it using the hashtag IT Confessions. We don't pay to promote the show, so sharing the show is the best way you can let us know how you like it. Thanks again for listening to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner. We'll get back to the podcast and talk to you soon. Seeing where you're at now and what you've accomplished, what are a couple of things that you would tell your younger self in addition to, I don't need to buy the Mercedes right away and I don't need to have the glamorous office. Any, any, any specific uh, uh, bits of business advice that you would, you would relay back to yourself outside of those couple of items? Um, work hard, be honest. Be honest to yourself, be honest to your clients, be honest to your vendors. Um, there is going to be times in your business career that, oh, I don't know if I can make that payment. Don't stick your head in the sand. Um, talk to them because if you talk to a vendor, they are understanding. If you put your head in the sand and, and not uh, and not return emails and not return phone calls, they're going to have a problem with you. Um, you know, again, the employees, uh, hire the right employees at the right times. Uh don't think, try, get, get out of working on the business as fast as you can. Um, hire people that can replace you. Uh, don't be scared to hire someone that's smarter than you. Uh, uh, and, and know your weaknesses. Yeah. Um, make sure that if you're not good at QuickBooks and, 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 and invoicing, bring outsource it or bring someone else to do it. Um, don't, don't tank your business. Uh, and I, I say that because when I started out, I, I hate money. I love money, but I hate money at the same time. I hate asking for money. Sure. Uh, so I hated invoicing. It, literally, I, nothing in business terrifies me more than sitting down and looking at QuickBooks and invoicing. So I immediately, that's the first thing I did. It's like, here, take it, um, you know, and I, I don't want anything to do with it besides I want to look at the P&L and balance sheet and, and everything. But that, that 
that collection stuff, not me. And I knew that wasn't me. So I hired for it. And we, we have very little collection issues within our company. So. Sure. That's, that's awesome. Anything that you would, as a primary message, you'd want to get across to peers listening today. Anything that you feel like if there's one thing they take away from this, that's going to help them in their business. What's, what's a piece of advice that you, you want to impart to others that are listening today? Get out and communicate your message. Um, don't be scared. Uh, I, I can easily talk to you now. I do a lot of TV movies, speeches and stuff like that. Awesome. And that that's helped me. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm an engineer. I'm a network engineer. My two yeah. degrees are in engineering. I should not be on podcast and doing TV segments and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I supposed to be the guy in the dark room, right? Um, yeah. it's, it's get out of your comfort zone. Uh, do things that you're not comfortable with and, and tell your message because if you're not going to grow your business by being in the back room and scared to be out in front of a client. Right. And, and at the same time, sometimes scared to tell the client what they should be doing and not what they want to do. Um, that, that's, that's the biggest challenge. Even we have today is, uh, you know, people are scared to lose a client, um, because they want to do something that is not security related or whatever. Um, and it might not cost them anything, but it might just be something they're not educated in and they're scared to make a decision. You have to educate and you have to, uh, stay in your ground because as the MSP, you're on the line um, when it comes to your client's uh, technology. Right. I'd like to unbox a little bit. Um, you had mentioned, you know, you'd be the last person, however long ago, that would be on TV, you know, public speaking, being on a, a video podcast. Are there any specific things that you had done to, to break out of that shell and, and be more intentional with being public with your brand and with your company. And, and I think it goes back from doing things that you're not comfortable with. So I started, I started with a, a speech coach. I started with a uh, training on uh, things that are not it related. Right. Uh, and, 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 and then getting the opportunities, speaking in front of your BNI group or your chamber, uh, uh, speaking in front of those guys, uh, it, most times at five, 10 minutes, uh, perfecting that cutting out the things like ums and ands and, and I'm still not perfect with that, but it, right. it happens, right? No right. one is. Um, I'm not a, a, a big giant public speaker either. So, and, and then, and it took, you know, it went from there to I've done uh, NASDAQ. I've done, I, I was last week, I was at West Point uh, talking at uh, speaking about cybersecurity at West Point. I had uh, me and some other MSPs. Uh, we were in a cybersecurity movie called Cybercrime. Uh, not a question of if, but when. Um, it, it will premiere. It was, so we were in Hollywood um, uh, for the uh, big uh, red carpet premiere last week. And, and from there, it will hit Amazon Prime probably July. Very um, cool. Local premieres in our local areas and stuff. And for me to be in a movie uh, and one of the cool things, and this is where the, you, you finally made it. And I wouldn't say I've made it, but you finally say, Hmm, this is pretty cool. Went to Hollywood and we actually, me and my wife uh, rented a Lamborghini uh, awesome. uh, for 24 hours. So we drove it to the premiere and everything. So a $310,000 car was always my dream to own. I still don't own one, but um, just to drive it and have it for 24 hours, uh, 
dream come true. Um, and, and that's something I couldn't fathom 11 years ago, even, even renting one more or less owning it. But, um, you know, those things like that don't come overnight and you have to work on it, work on it, work on it. And you'll get in front of people, you'll freeze up, you'll, you'll right. death. Uh, you will forget your speech, uh, and you'll get off topic and, it's just, it's repetitively doing it. Just like when you're on the computer and you're programming a, a, a firewall or a router or whatever, it's that constantly doing it over and over again where you become better at it. So. so just get out and start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Is that, is that good advice to, to tell those that are kind of in their shell right now, just go and start to do and make mistakes? Oh yes. Yes. You're going to make mistakes. It's just like when you're working on technology, you're going to make a mistake until you, you know, figure it out, get out, do it. It's going to be out of your comfort zone. You're going to be pouring down in sweat. You're going to be scared to death. Uh, right. it, 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 coming out, your voice is going to be all crackly. Right. It's fine. Just, just do it. Um, and more you do it, the better you're going to get. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's true. It's true. Just, just be ready for the, be ready for the pressure, work through it. It gets better after that, right? It gets better. Yep. That's great. Um, I spent, I spent a, a, a chunk of time on your site. Um, just wanted to get the lay of the land of your organization. And I noticed you, you spent a significant amount of time on core values, mission yep. and vision, which um, I myself personally am a huge fan as it, you know, helps direct a company, but um, was that something that you had uh, uh, taken direction on right away in, in that initial business plan, 2007, 2008? Or is that something that came, you know, in, in the mix of growing the business? And, and how does that um, affect how you run your business? Yes. So uh, we actually, when I started a company, I, I'm a visionary type person. And so I went ahead and put a mission, vision, and core values. Now, they, those have been tweaked since then. Um, probably about two years ago, my management team came together and said, okay, how do, we, how do we perceive ourselves and how does our clients perceive ourselves in the marketplace and what do we want to represent and how do we represent the day? So we, we actually uh, join uh, uh, EOS, um, if you've ever read the, read the book Traction. Uh, so we, we do EOS and, and, and we actually changed a lot of that. And it wasn't that we changed it. Um, it was tweaking um, our core values and our core mission uh, and, 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 and to where really aligns with where we want to be and where we, we want to go. And, and to me, the, the, the core values, I mean, we, our core values are so important is every ticket that we do, uh, we use Kruhu for our um, uh, a survey tool. And, and when they click on it, did this tech meet the core values on this ticket? And our five core value is up there every single time. So, and when we're in meetings or when we get challenged by a client for something or a vendor, are we doing this based on our core value? So it's, it's a very big topic constantly within our company. That's awesome. And uh, I think it just helps to uh, reduce complexity and decisions. There's, there's, there's plenty of things to worry about in business. And if you have that core foundation to, to rally around, it does help simplify decisions inside of the organization. It does. Excellent. Well, Will, anything else that you'd like to share with us as, as we uh, wind down our interview? No, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I hopefully I answered all your questions the really uh, way you needed and everything. So. I'll tell um, you what, <laughs> it's hilarious because I always come into these things yeah. with like this laid out agenda. 
I didn't yeah. even af- ask you half the stuff because number one, you, you, you covered so much of it really well, but I love to just kind of dig in and, and flex and flow with where the answers are going. This, this was a lot of, this was a lot of fun. I, and I, again, appreciate the time. Thanks for, thanks for yeah. taking time out of your schedule to, to spend with us and, and adding value to the overall channel and community. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And I know yeah. all of our listeners appreciate yeah. that as well. No, I, I appreciate it. And, and you can take, you can cut this part out, but one of the things, you know, I'm, we're part of Robin Robbins uh, yeah. and yeah, I do yeah. Robin Robbins and, and I, I'm actually a coach for Robin Robbins as well. So I love, you know, I, I, I got 10 MSPs that are under me uh, that I coach on a, a weekly basis. And to me, everybody's like, why do you want to share all your secrets with your competitors? I'm okay with that because I, I believe in myself and either those competitors are going to take my knowledge and what I can teach them and run with it and be successful theirself. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're not, you know, I, I, I might as well influence as much as I can and, and give back. Um, because I've had a lot of people give to me. Uh, right. So I want to give back to, uh, and help people out as well. No, that's awesome. Obviously uh, a winning philosophy help, help. Yeah. Others get what they want, ultimately end up getting what you wanted. Life certainly seems to work like that for me anyway. I don't think, uh, I don't think anyone's going to argue that advice. That's yeah, true. That, very true. Very true. Cool. Well, thank you very much. That was awesome, man. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, no. It, it's, uh, you know, as you tell, I, I'm doing this stuff a lot yeah. um, already. And, uh, and, and check that movie out. It's uh, cybercrimemovies.com. Um, and uh, it will hit Amazon prime, I think in July, August. Um, so we're going to do, we did the premiere in, in Hollywood. I know one of the guys is doing his premiere in Connecticut. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm doing four premieres, one in each of my locations, uh, yeah. clients and, and everything. And so we're doing that, but I think it's going to be July, August. It will hit Amazon prime. And it, it's actually pretty good. I, I was surprised you got nine, uh, tech guys like me uh, right. on it um, and the producer actually made us look good so <laughs> that's, awesome, that's awesome let us know um, yeah. when that comes out because um, from a connect booster social perspective we'd love to help just promote that out to the world if there's anything sure. that we, can, we can do to help and um, from the podcast perspective we will also let you know um, when we release that and get it public a lot of times the MSPs that come on like to use that for their own promotion as well, you know, uh, prospects and on their social network. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Let me, let me know on that. We'll keep you in the loop. Okay. Awesome. Aaron, appreciate it in the back. Aaron's the man. He's the one that's going to make this all work. He's, he's like, Brian, stay on script. Absolutely not. I'm not staying on script. Not, not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. All right. Well, take care.